This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. <laughs> Sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Dury. I am your host, covering everything sport, international, and local. We cover everything from gut health, mental health, and how important the brain is on the body. It's an honor to have this man on the show today. Mark Darty is a well-respected coach. He focuses on nutrition. It's not just dieting. It's not just programming. It's planning. It's a lot of science behind it. A lot of education, and that's why I'm going to get him on the show today. His holistic approach and scientific approach has earned fantastic reviews, not just from this community but from around the world. So make sure you stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I am your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Thank you very much for tuning in today and hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're watching us live on YouTube. Thank you very much for connecting with us today. You know what? It's, it's got this theme today and it has been for the last week now as Ramadan has kicked in. There's been plenty of questions about training, nutrition. Well, I happen to get one of the best in the business here on the show today. Uh, Mark Doherty is on the show. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. How you doing? Thanks for having me. You know what, Mark? Something you just told me off air now. You've done plenty of podcasts, yep. so much content, but this is yep. your first radio experience. Yeah. Um, lots of podcasts, lots of seminars, but I've never been on the radio. Yes. <laughs> so my first time. Fantastic. Fantastic. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm looking forward to I always love speaking about nutrition. Yeah. Um, it's my total passion since I'm... Um, long long nearly three decades ago and I, I continue to study to this day yeah um so yeah something i love talking about fantastic and and now i'm sure on everyone's lips is nutrition and ramadan now throughout yeah. the year intermittent fasting has been a practice many do yeah but during the holy month of ramadan i'm sure you get asked this all the time how yeah. does one look after their body in ramadan yeah so when when I, the way i approach nutrition not just from a scientific point of view but it's also um on my priority is optimal health with each and every client um, and it's funny because when I got to Dubai six years ago people says oh Mark you don't know how it is to do intermittent fasting I actually maybe like 12 years ago did a case study on intermittent fasting mm-hmm. where I put myself and nine men on it to try it out now the only difference was the times and obviously we were allowed to have water during that time yeah um, so I, I quickly uh, picked up clients um, from the, the get go yeah. when I got here 
And my approach is I, I very much believe in individuality. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different. Yeah. Um, so I like to communicate and get lots of biofeedback from every client mm-hmm. uh, and uh, ensure that they're taking the right approach that's right for them. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things that I've seen that I feel is, is not optimal. Um, you'll hear me mention that word a lot. Yeah, what I wanted is, to ask you about that word. Yeah. yeah. Define optimal. Um, so for me, it's basically doing the correct procedures that give you the best results. Nice. Um, so even though I hear people saying I've done this before and it's worked for me, but is there a better approach? Is there a better way? And what does the science tie, tie into? Now, science, when I say I'm evidence-based, it just doesn't mean it's the scientific literature. There's three things to being evidence-based as a coach. Is number one is the, the current scientific literature, mm-hmm. which I which I say I still study. I'm doing a postgrad in performance nutrition because I want to move in the professional sports world in the US. Uh, number two, which is very important, is preference of the client. Um, what foods they like, how can you fit it into this diet. I'll, I'll speak a lot about rigid dieting and restricted dieting compared to flexible dieting and why, mm-hmm. I'm, a, a, why I'm not a fan of rigid uh, restricted dieting. Mm-hmm. And, and number three, one of the most important things is the experience of the coach. So how can, you, uh, how can practice meet the science? And that just comes with the more people you work with, the more things you pick up. So with Ramadan, the things that I address. Now, when people come to me for to get results, they're not a sedentary person. They're someone who trains and exercises. Exactly. I almost think of all my clients as like athletes. They don't have to compete to mm-hmm. be called athletes. But if they train on a regular basis, they do their cardio, they do the weight training, or they do some other sport, they don't have to be professional at it. They're still, their nutritional needs differ from that of a sedentary person. So... When it comes to Ramadan and training, the first thing I've seen a lot of guys doing was basically doing uh, training before iftar, mm-hmm. uh, weight training, dehydrated. So when I say what is optimal, obviously training dehydrated is not optimal. Mm-hmm. Even a 1% to 2% uh, dehydration rate can cause um, a huge negative effect on strength. Also, you've got a, a bigger chance of getting injuries and stuff like that. So basically, I prefer my clients. Now, it doesn't happen with them all, and this mm-hmm. is where I'm going to talk about individuality. So my clients will come and say, right, Mark, what is best? How can I uh, achieve my results? Yeah. My first question is, what, what are you looking to achieve? Are you looking to push a fat loss phase? A lot of people, because they know Ramadan, restricted eating, like mm-hmm. intermittent fasting, they feel that it's a good time to push a fat loss phase because they're going to eat less calories. Yeah. And the problem is what I see people doing, not just in Ramadan, but in general, I see people high intensity cardio, lots of circuits, weight training, and on low carbohydrate diets. So they're not they're not matching their nutrition with their training, mm-hmm. which is hugely important. How do you match your nutrition with your training? Um, so basically, it's funny because um, my postgrad that I'm, I'm studying at the minute, I'm doing a case study on, on a lady who's a, an elite marathon runner. And there's a thing called restrictive energy deficiency. Mm -hmm. And that means over time, she's not feeding her body the right nutrients or right calories. So for example, if you're doing low intensity cardio, like you're walking and stuff like that, your body will utilize more fat stores, it'll oxidize fat. If you're doing high intensity training, 
um, or you're doing lots of circuit training, metcon training, performance. I know you box. Mm-hmm. Your body needs glycogen and needs it. It, it um, will use carbohydrates as fuel. So when I take a client and I talk about optimal and how can I improve their performance or how can I help their fat loss, I want to make sure I meet their hydration needs, their nutrient needs, their carbohydrates, maybe around the training window. Is that important? And usually for fat loss, the most important thing I tell people for fat loss is you're only trying to maintain Mm -hmm. lean muscle tissue. So most of the people who do uh, a hard push, what I call, for a fat loss diet in Ramadan are eating low calories. And there's a lot of um, information on aggressive, I would call it aggressive dieting. Now, lots of people say, is aggressive dieting wrong? Is it going to affect your BMR? And the scientific research show it doesn't. But there's very important considerations to take into uh, account when you're doing this type of aggressive dieting is you want to ensure you're getting the right protein content mm-hmm. to main- maintain muscle tissue. You want to actually decrease the volume of your training. So if you enjoy doing lots of HIIT training, I know one of my clients, Essa, um, lo- loves his spinning classes. I've asked him to stop. Mm-hmm. So he's basically decreasing his cardiovascular training down to more low intensity mm-hmm. and even maybe just two days a week. His weight training, what we're doing there is instead of him doing four or five sets, lots of volume, lots of supersets, we're focusing on load, okay. meaning maintaining strength. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't necessarily have to beat record and beat PBs, but you do have to keep your strength up. So, I'll give you an example of one of my fat loss clients and, and how I operate. Once um, Iftar is uh, is uh, upon them, they will basically um, hydrate first. Mm-hmm. We'll use water and some electrolytes. Yeah. Um, the reason for electrolytes, if, you, if you're going to the bathroom all day, you're losing them during the day. So that's one thing you definitely want to replace. Uh, it's a better it's better mix than water alone. And then, like dates are a great thing. They're eating a lot here, so I use them because they're like uh, faster burning carbohydrates because mm-hmm. we want to think about replenishment of glycogen. Yeah. And then they will have potentially a really small meal. And a meal, the reason being is because after that long fast, their, their digestive systems aren't going to take in a large meal anyway. So the, the small meal will be something like maybe white rice, some chicken, something that's easy to digest, um, probably low in fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're ready to train about an hour, an hour and a half later. Mm-hmm. Now, it's all about when you're looking to lose fat, I, I have a rule. I still keep calories to a certain point. People, oh, Mark, I want to push my calories to 1,500. I want to do, I don't do it. I basically don't believe in going below your, what's roughly your BMR mm-hmm. in calories. Which is your basic metabolic rate. Yeah, right. basic mo- metabolic rate, or it's called resting metabolic rate. Mm-hmm. And it's approximately, to work that out, it's approximately 10 multiplied by your weight in pounds, mm-hmm. even your lean muscle tissue. Um, so that's, that's one rule I have. And then when they start training, I always, I always focus on right, how can I help them perform better during training? So obviously electrolytes or the great things in Fanta for sports people, sports drinks. Yeah. So you can sip on a sports drink that contains carbohydrates, a fast-acting carbohydrate that will help your performance during training. Um, and then they're ready for their larger meal. Mm-hmm. So most of my clients will have uh, like lots of carbs, lots of protein probably around the 10 o'clock time. Right. Then they'll probably go for more like a snack base mm-hmm. around 12 o'clock. Um, like I'm a fan of Greek yogurt. I'm a huge fan of whey protein. It's convenient, easy to use. I'm a huge fan of keep, keeping fruits in the diet. 
And then in the morning, if they're willing to eat, which I prefer them to do that, um, I will have more of a mixed meal with carbohydrates, protein and fat. So I want to digest slowly during the day. Okay, yeah, so. nice. Okay, right. So I don't want to interrupt you there. There's so much I want to mm-hmm. ask you. I'm going to take a short break and we'll be right back after yeah. the break on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire that was a goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. It sure is that time It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri You know I was at the gym today And someone was asking me How are you going to keep this energy up the whole way? Easy When I have fantastic guests like Mark Doherty in the building It's easy to get the energy back up And especially though It's Ramadan And we're feeling the energy Feeling the vibes It's good to keep you guys also entertained Right And talking about entertainment We've got a riddle in Ramadan So I'm going to have to ask this riddle Let us know uh, If you have the answer Text us on 4215 or do. The riddle is What's inside and outside Gives you light But doesn't let you hide what is that let us know okay so i'm gonna say that one more time what's inside and outside gives you light but doesn't let you hide what there you go okay on the show today mark doherty is on the show and he's someone that specializes in nutrition and i get a lot of questions especially on the halftime show regarding nutrition gut health mental health all sorts of stuff so it's only right i have him on the show mark we were talking about optimal health we were talking about what to eat in ramadan in the first segment we were talking about your clients and the examples you have but let's focus now on common mistakes made. A lot of the times we think we're doing the right thing, but we're not sure if we're actually there until we see someone else making yeah. that mistake. What do you often see as the main mistakes in fueling the body? Um, basically, uh, it's, it's as I said at the start, it's not matching the correct nutrition with the training. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, and this is something I see all the time in gyms because I still do a little bit of personal training. So I see females doing lifting lighter weights, doing circuit-based training, mm-hmm. um, higher intensity-based training, um, basically battering themselves into the ground, mm-hmm. and at the same time eating very low-carbohydrate diets mm-hmm. and keto diets, which which I'm not a personal fan of. And not sustainable either. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I talk about, I'm going to go off on little tangents here and there, <laughs> um, is ri- rigid, uh, restricted dieting versus flexible dieting. Yes. So when I talk about optimal health, it's not just physiological health I talk about, right. it's also psychological health Excellent. and developing a, a great relationship with food. So in the past, I used to work for a company called Body nutrition a long time ago mm-hmm. in the UK a guy called Ben Comer and I was their body composition specialist who was meant to deal with contest prep competitors but at the time I got a lot of females who were put on really restricted diets and they were almost developing a bad relationship with food some were actually almost borderline um, eating disorders almost mm-hmm. um, so we had to correct that, meaning, now, if someone gets an eating disorder, they, they need to um, see some people like psychiatrists. So I, I work with scope. If there's a certain range that I can't deal with, I will refer people out. Yeah. Um, so back to the flexible dieting and rigid dieting. Rigid dieting is like plans that we used to, we used to joke about it called the chicken and broccoli diets. Mm-hmm. 
and basically flexible dieting is including foods you enjoy on a daily basis so I always on my Instagram I talk a lot about the 80-20 rule right? meaning 80% one ingredient foods 20% food you enjoy on top of that so Excellent. I don't look at any food as good food bad food right. I look at some food that's got better more nutrients and some food it's just we, we enjoy eating um, so we still want to when we talk about flexible dieting it's not the same as as it's if it fits your macros I was just going to ask yeah. you some people might confuse yeah. that with macronutrients and fitting your macros yeah so I do not like that because basically if it fits your macros it's basically your protein and fit anything you want in there mm-hmm. it, flexible dieting for me in my opinion and what I try and educate clients on is eating 80% one ingredient foods because the reason being we still want to ensure that we're getting not just the correct macronutrients which I'll talk about in a minute but we want to make sure we're getting the correct micronutrients as well mm-hmm. we want to get our vitamins or minerals we don't want any deficiencies in that area yeah uh, we want to make sure fiber when you just mentioned the word gut health is, is a great one because I hear so many people talking about gut health and supplements yeah. and, and the first thing I would like to look at a client's diet is are they actually getting enough fiber in the diet and usually they don't um, and when we talk about um, micronutrients one of the things I always incorporate when someone is on a calorie deficit and eating less food therefore less potential nutrients mm-hmm. I will definitely put them on like a vitamin mineral supplement okay, um, okay just as an insurance policy yeah I've read many times uh, it's not needed it's not used but you know it's cheap doesn't cost a lot of money mm-hmm. um, so you're better utilizing it anyway so I'll, I'll do that with clients so back to matching the the training and nutrition I am a fan of keeping carbohydrates in the diet so I'm going to tell you a little uh, rule carbohydrates I mean sorry if calories are equal and proteins consistent and yeah. I'll talk in a minute about why proteins is probably the most important macronutrient if carbohydrates are or calories are equal protein is consistent it doesn't matter if you go high high carb low fat vice versa mm-hmm. low carb high, high fat, fat you'll still get the same results as far as fat loss is concerned so what we look at then is what does the, the client actually prefer doing what do they prefer eating so obviously if someone enjoys and loves their carbs and you put them on a ketogenic diet mm-hmm. you've, you'll have a, a complete disaster waiting to happen right and of all the consultations i've done over time and people go uh, keto work for me like the reason being is because i've seen so much damage that has cost yeah uh, people rebounding to the point where they are afraid and have a terrible relationship with with um, food. Um, they're afraid to eat carbohydrates. So then I have to rebuild people's trust in food. And I get lots of clients on, on that basis. Um, now, I always say, and I, I try and preach this, I teach people how to diet and to eventually get away from dieting. Meaning, everybody can diet but diets fail over and over again. Yeah. So why is that? So number one is people do not know what to do during diets. I talk a lot about diet breaks. Mm-hmm. And number two, people don't know what to do after the diet. What's reverse me, dieting? So that's it's an exit strategy. Okay. So when you diet, your body goes through metabolic adaptation. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll have some physiological changes like your, your hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin. Yeah. Leptin is the hormone that tells you I'm full, I don't need to eat anymore. Ghrelin is the opposite, tells you, right, I'm hungry, feed me more. Mm-hmm. Come the end of the diet, ghrelin goes up, leptin goes down. So hunger levels are pretty high. So what happens at the end of diets is people don't actually go back to maintenance calories. They actually eat in a surplus. Mm. And this is the problem. They put all the weight back on really fast. Yeah. So a, re- a refresh diet is a step-by-step approach on how you take those calories back mm-hmm. to 
maintenance calories. Now, some of the research says that you're better just taking someone straight back to maintenance calories. Mm-hmm. There's no physiological difference, which is to a certain point true. But yeah. the reason I use refresh dieting, if I had a female client and spent 10 years trying to diet on and off, frustrated with, with weight loss, and I bring them down to a certain point, at the end of the diet, their calories will be lower at the start, obviously. So then I want to slowly build their food back up because it psychologically helps them in their mind. Yeah. So week one or two, if I add a couple hundred calories, sometimes they actually lose some body fat when they're on a refresh diet at the start. Not because it's magical, but because you've got things like NEAT. NEAT is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So another thing that happens with metabolic adaptation is you're, you're actually slow down. You tend to move less. Mm. So when you start feeding someone a couple of hundred extra calories, sometimes they move more, they fidget more, they walk more, they get more activity. And then this, you've got a, the energy balance, the equation changes, so you're still losing some body fat in the initial phases. Now, refresh dieting isn't to help you lose weight. It's actually, you want to bring your weight back, so are your calories back to maintenance. But again, for me, it's just a, a good psychological approach. Yeah, interesting, really interesting. I'm going to ask you a question about how you improve the relationship yeah. with nutrition right after the break. Coming up, we want to play some Khalid for you, and it's called Silence, and we'll be right back after the break. Enjoy, folks. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Panduri on Oh, he loves the fire What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Hope you're having a blessed month, a blessed week, and an even better day today. And I'm so glad you're tuned in with me on the Halftime Show. Could be anywhere in the UAE. Could be even be across the world if you're like Florin in New York, Masoud in India, Shema in Tunisia, or even um, Safe in London. God, we got so many people, or in the UAE, of course, and the people that normally tune in in Sharjah and everywhere across the, the UAE. It's great to have you guys on board. We have a riddle for you today. What's inside and outside gives you light but doesn't let you hide what let me know if you have the answer text us on 4215 it's a lot or do and also because it's a ramadan special we've got none other than mark doherty here on the show very well respected nutrition coach someone i would love to work with actually in the future he's got so much information if you caught the first two segments you're probably like writing notes down i know if i was there watching us on youtube or listening to us on the podcast apple spotify soundcloud i'd be making notes because i'd have so many questions for him we spoke about optimal nutrition we spoke about matching the training to nutrition but also matching the nutrition to the training which was really really key in setting your goals and also one of the things I wanted to ask you Mark was you don't like the term diet and I understand why because it has a short connotation the relationship is what you're trying to build with the person and their nutrition how does one improve their relationship with their nutrition yeah okay so we use certain words are used like diet cheat meals cheat cheat days things I absolutely (laughs) hate and despise um what I try and do right away is, is tell people look there's good there's no good food there's no bad food mm-hmm. uh, and but explain the 80-20 rule now the problem is is like things and there's lots of misinformation on social media and TV uh, demonizing sugars don't eat sugar terribly unhealthy for you um, but you can incorporate everything into your diet so one of the things I always do when I do a consultation with a client yeah 
I will basically find out all the foods they enjoy. So I might have, for example, a female client, I love bread, I love cheese, but I know I can't have them. I go, why can you not have them? Um, so I do initial non-prescriptive meal plan, an example. I, I don't like people following meal plans long term. But the reason I do that is because I want to show people how you can implement food you enjoy into the diet mm-hmm. and still get results. And not just fat loss results, but most importantly, get improve your optimal health. Um, for me, when I do seminars talking about fat loss, I, I talk about optimum health, they go hand in hand together. Obviously, if I had a man who was 40% body fat and I helped that guy get to 14% body fat, we're going to have huge beneficial um, health markers improving, blood markers improving, cholesterol improving, stuff like that. So dieting is only a small part of mm-hmm. the puzzle. So how I, I help people with better relationship with food is number one is I, I closely monitor people. It's very important. Um, they need assessment, close assessment, and they need support. So basically, people think, oh, go to Mark, you'll get a meal plan, or oh, you'll get check-ins once a week, but it doesn't work like that. I'm basically in contact with my clients on a daily basis via WhatsApp nice. because it's everybody has an individual journey. Yeah. Everybody has questions. Um, I'll give you one example. I did a call today, and, and the lady mentioned one of my ex-clients, Natasha. Natasha had a terrible relationship with food last year. Um, then when she realized that we can include food she enjoy into the diet, she was absolutely shocked. Um, the main thing for me is calories first, protein second. Protein is like people think protein is just for building muscle. It's not. Protein's for your immune system. It's the building blocks of body. It's for your cells, your hair, mm-hmm. your skin. So protein's essential. So as long as you hit those calories and protein, it doesn't matter what happens to carbs and fat. They can fluctuate. Does it get more complicated now with all the different? types of nutrition plans or let's say for example veganism or vegetarian a lot of people struggle to match their protein yeah. with that yeah or is that just maybe a lack of knowledge or education uh, yeah. in that completely what it is and and what i tell my clients what i try and do is i try and educate people mm-hmm. so people come and go oh, i want to turn i want to become a vegan i want to i want uh yeah i want to be a vegetarian and the reason i ask my first question is why do you want to do that mm-hmm. and because i want to be healthier um, so it, people have misconceptions that you're you're going to be healthier being vegan. And what happened was some of the studies a long time ago they, they uh, compared vegan eaters to meat eaters, right? And they found that the meat eater meat eaters had higher mortality rate. Mm-hmm. But a group of researchers came and looked at it, and it was an observational study. So observational shows. Um, doesn't show cause, shows correlation. Yep. And they had a look at who was the meat eaters they were were checking up. Um, so these guys were people who didn't train, people who smoke, drank, eat lots of processed food. Yeah. So then they did the, the, the research again and they did this time meat eaters who buy in health food shops. So potentially people train, people didn't smoke. And there was no difference in mortality. Mm-hmm. So basically I'm a huge fan of balanced, balanced diet, yeah. but I'm also a huge fan of preference. So if clients says, no, I'm going to be vegan. What you'll find is so many vegans and vegetarians out there are, are more deficient in nutrients. Because with vegans, what you have to watch is they might have a high, a high carbon intake, but they're missing their protein intake. They might be watching nutrients like vitamin B12, uh, zinc, calcium. Um, so it's really important that everything is planned together in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, hitting protein, getting the right amount of amino acids, it might mean mixing the correct foods together. 
Um, it might be incorporating some certain types of protein shakes. Like um, there's lots of really good vegan protein shakes. I'm yeah. a fan of shakes. Um, and also just having, it doesn't matter what type of diet, you want to make sure there's a wide variety of food mm -hmm. in that diet to make sure you're getting the nutrients anyway as well. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, we're going to take a quick break now. Uh, guys, there is a riddle for today. Make sure you, if you know the riddle, you send that through. What's inside and outside gives you light but doesn't let you hide what? Let us know, 4215, it's a salat or do. We're going to take a quick break, but before we do that, make sure you head over to the Pulse95 Radio channel on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and share our content. And also, if you like a podcast, head over to our podcast, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Rami. And you can find all of our audios on there with all our fantastic guests. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after the event. Enjoy. This, this is, is the Halftime Show with Umar Paduri on This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show. Ramadan special and Ramadan Kareem to all my listeners and everyone here who's listening around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, even if you're watching the episode live on YouTube or catching up with us on the podcast as well. Some great questions coming in. I've got Mark Darty, the nutrition coach here and the specialist as well. And some great things, Mark, that you said. I'm going to jump straight into it because we're almost full time on the Halftime Show. Question coming in for you. Do you have suggestions for increasing protein intake for someone that struggles with eating meat and eggs for breakfast and trying to increase yeah. her protein but struggling with breakfast specifically yeah this, this is actually a, a big one a common a very common one with a lot of vegan clients who come to me mm -hmm. um, like I, I tell people like you've got tofu uh, tempeh um, corn meat but some of them that's not stuff that you want to eat for breakfast so I would ask a couple of questions is um, are you willing to incorporate a protein drink like a really good one it's called New Zest mm -hmm. um, it's a great quality um, protein powder and what you can do is not just necessarily make a shake you can actually mix that into um, like oats I'm a huge fan of oats I'm mixing in some protein powder mixing in some berries even mixing in some flax seeds nice um, chia seeds, chia seeds yep. so then we've got we're talking about a lot of Friday and a lot of great nutrients in that meal alone excellent so um, lots of my clients would probably do work along those lines mm -hmm. uh, protein supplementation excellent and speaking about protein supplementation AJ sends a message says will our bodies unlearn getting protein from natural food if we use protein shakes all the time so basically if we rely on protein shakes yeah. to supplement the body will the body <coughs> be unfamiliar yeah. with the protein it gets from normal food yeah absolutely not because mm -hmm. <laughs> when you take it and if you take something in your, your mouth like a protein shake or if you take in a piece of chicken your body's not going to go oh this is a protein shake before yeah. it basically breaks it all down into amino acids yeah. and, and I wouldn't even look at protein supplements or whey protein especially um if you're not vegan whey protein is amazing I wouldn't even look at it as a supplement I look at it as a food substitute because it's made the same way cheese is made yes so if you want to look at would you class whey protein as a supplement then you'd have to class cheese as a supplement very good very good another question coming in here uh, with the current situation there's been a huge emphasis on the importance of gut health what foods would you recommend to promote a healthy gut yeah 
I know a good one. Um, so I see so much uh, by this supplement, by that supplement. Mm-hmm. So the main factors that you want to look at for gut health is number one, are you getting the right amount of fiber? Yeah. So fiber, you want probably uh, 12 to 14 grams per every thousand calories. Okay. Or a good target's 25 grams a day. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. Uh, the second one is, are you drinking enough water? Yeah. Another huge one as well. Uh, the third one is stress management. Excellent. So we didn't really talk too much about it. I'm, I, I'm a holistic approach. I don't believe just in nutrition and training. I also believe in mindset training. I believe in using breath work. I have a fantastic lady in Dubai, if anybody's interested in breath work. Um, I've, I've noticed a lot of people very highly stressed in Dubai, and, and the issue with their gut was, was high stress levels. And mm. once we looked after that... Um, and then you've got like if you've got a client with IBS um, you might want to look at low FODMAP diet but then that's just um, someone a special population there yeah, but, and, yeah. And, and amongst gut health a lot of people are talking now about probiotics yeah what's your take on probiotics quickly um I, I wouldn't necessarily jump to using them mm-hmm. I would interesting pot- okay. yeah I would potentially um because they, ha- they have to study them. There's not enough research. And different probiotics, different strains will affect the gut in a different way. Mm. So even the gut experts are, are researching in this area. Um, I use them on occasion, but not all the time. I may use them for clients with IBS. But first and foremost, before we supplement, I want to look at the food. I want to increase the variety of food. I want to make sure they're getting the right amount of fiber, water, stress management, everything we spoke to. Mm-hmm. And then after a period of a number of weeks, worst case scenario, if there was a huge gut area, then that would be then beyond my nutritional scope yeah. and then I would send them to uh, a doctor to look at their gut interesting yeah. uh, last question how do you assess your clients okay this is an amazing question because it's really important mm-hmm. um, so there's a few ways so obviously all my work's online so I'm going to assess through measurements mm-hmm. uh, not body fat um, I, I don't believe in the in-body machines they're highly inaccurate measurements are a great one in the phase of people can do it at home I like clients weighing every day because I want to I want to show them the fluctuations and what happens yeah. and weight loss isn't linear you'll see um, you'll see a zigzag it goes up it goes down it goes across yeah. um, and, and pictures I've been looking at bodies a long time over 28 years so I I can see a lot from pictures and then most importantly biofeedback from the client I want the client to tell me how is their sleep I want the client to tell me how is their performance in the gym I want them to keep a food diary and especially the first three or four weeks is crucial a food diary they write down if when we go back to this gut health is there any foods that they, they had discomfort one hour after eating? Mm. Because then we may need to do an elimination process. Right. Like it's crazy things like some people eat broccoli um, and they have issues with gut. So, yeah. yeah. So really close attention to the client and get lots of feedback from them as well. Excellent. Uh, last question. You mentioned stuff, things are done online. Um, are you a fan of apps? Um, yeah so I'm a fan of and I'll tell you this quickly before we go mm. um, a fan of people not following meal plans because they're not sustainable long term so I like to teach my clients flexible dieting mm-hmm. so over time a client will be track their own food so apps such as MyFitnessPal and Chronometer mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of inaccuracies but that's something I like to educate my clients on apps if we want to talk about the smart watches I'm a fan of tracking steps because that's something we want to look at neat non-activity exercise yeah. non-activity Exercise, exercise uh, um, <laughs> so it. I want to do that I want to look at that but I am not a fan of clients tracking calories burned during exercise and eating those calories back because right. it's totally inaccurate right um, sleep I, I don't usually use sleep I like to get feedback from a client and how they talk and then and, and basically so I personally don't use any apps to track sleep for okay. clients and last but not least where can we follow you 
Um, so at the minute, I've got a website coming up with my fiance very soon. Um, but at the minute, I am. You'll get me on Instagram, and I put lots of information, educational information. It's on mm-hmm. Mark underscore Doherty underscore Coaching. Right. You'll get me there. Any questions? And my WhatsApp numbers there. If anybody wants to catch up for any more detailed answers. Fantastic. And that's your first radio show. Yeah, on the that's about it. Now. Yeah. How do you fe- feel? It felt like it went in two minutes. That's <laughs> <laughs> always a good thing. Great thing. And that is full time on the halftime show. Thank you very much, Mark, for spending your time with me, man. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come and spend it with us here. And if you did miss the show, don't worry. You can catch all the episodes on YouTube. Head over to the YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio, hashtag halftime show, and you can see Mark and the whole show. And I'm sure you have more questions, so head over to his social media and send him those questions through. He was fantastic, Mark. Thank you very much. Fantastic. I'll see you guys very, very soon. Same time, same place every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, 3 to 4. Peace and love, guys. I'm out. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.